Hello, and welcome to the Mo Liberty and Stuff podcast. I am your host, Paul Shin. Hello. I am with you here again for another exciting episode, and I have with me another special guest. They're all special guests to me. They're special in different ways, people I know face-to-face, some people I just know through social media, or some people are family, uh, blood relatives. So uh, this is uh, really exciting, uh, and I'd like to have my guest introduce himself. Hi, my name is Felipe Martinez. I'm the pastor of First Presbyterian Church in Columbus, Indiana. Well, Felipe, thank you very much for coming on the show. Felipe is my pastor, so I'm very excited to have uh, him join us for this episode. Thank and, you, uh, Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the, 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 how the, the premise of the podcast, for everybody, this might be your first opportunity to listen, is I ask a single question, and based upon that question, that just kind of leads us down a path. Um, and uh, we try to keep these short and sweet, somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes, no longer, just in case those those folks that are essential are driving to, to work or back home. They can have a little bit of uh, uh, relief from the mundane of work, uh, and they can get their mind wrapped around something different, some uh, different conversation. So, Felipe, you know, you hold a very uh, uh, special place in my heart, and I, my question for you is – with everything going on right now, you you are a light uh, for me, and I, I want to know how that light works for you. How how do you keep that 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 uh, that special thing going? Because you know our relationship uh, started with you saying, "Hey, I've got about 20 minutes for us to talk," and about two hours later, in two cups of coffee, <laughs> is how our first conversation went about two years ago. Yeah. Um, and I just want to know because I've never seen you in anything but a positive, uplifting light. And I want to know how you how you keep that going, especially what's going on right now. Thank you, Paul. And thank you for your kind words. I am grateful to to be in partnership in ministry with you. Um, you know, Paul, I think the, the best way that I can answer that question is by telling you a little bit about my mom, because it is her faith perspective that feeds me. And allows me to well put puts me in context in, in in a number of ways. If I were to call my mother right now and and if I were to say, Mom, I've got a problem or an issue that I got to figure out, I know what she's going to say because she has given me the same answer uh, for as long as I've been alive, and that is she will say, uh, put it in God's hands. And what she means by that is that we ourselves are in God's hands and that realizing that we have a situation or a problem or a challenge um, means that we have to reconnect with that sense of um, of our place with with uh, with God. So by answering that way, she is challenging me. She is encouraging me to see myself in the context of God and I am in God's care. I'm in God's hands. And so when I find myself in this crisis, as we all find ourselves, um, I, I think of I think of myself and I think of uh, of, of us as people um, turning to God for guidance, turning to God for support and encouragement, um, not in a sense that says that everything will be fixed, but rather in a sense that says that God is the one who is there to uh, to hold us, to comfort us, to care for us. And um, it allows me to have a sense of perspective 
because the world doesn't expect me to answer the issues or the problems. Rather, I guide them or I encourage them to put themselves in God's hands, to put ourselves in God's hands so that I don't have then the pressure of being the answer person. If anything, I'm the I'm the question person. I'm the one that's going to ask a question or two to go deeper into whatever it is that's that we're facing. Um, so the the perspective that I have, the faith that I bring um, is wrapped up in that very simple uh, phrase that, you know, could fit on a T-shirt or a bumper sticker. And without trying to make my faith complex, I I'm perfectly happy with summarizing my faith in that in that way with that phrase. Wow. Just uh, um, it, it's it's a uh, uh, refreshing to 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 hear you. Um, Felipe's uh, congregation, of course, uh, like many other church, most churches in the United States, has gone to uh, closing their doors and uh, has gone online. And now uh, Felipe has a Zoom uh, video of the uh, service every Sunday morning at 9:30, and uh, I have been uh, had the pleasure of of listening to that and uh, getting the message. It's not the same thing. There's a the disconnect, but uh, yeah. I do feel close and I love seeing the the number of people that join uh, many of them are are part of the congregation and some of them are not and that's that's also very exciting that there are people that uh, aren't from the community that are are listening and wanting to hear uh, um, comforting words and uh, I think that uh, you've you've grown in that you've had some challenges with technology yeah and <laughs> and uh, but also, uh, uh, you know, the message uh, is uh, very strong and it uh, uh, holds up very well, especially in this time. And it's uh, I don't want to say it's a perfect time, but the messages that have been recent have been uh, around, uh, um, uh, you know, the Easter time frame and uh, um, the finishing up of Lent and uh, uh, just uh, um, lighting of candles and, and making sure that everybody understands why that's so important. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just. I've got to tell you a quick story. One of the best things that ever happened was watching about three weeks ago. You were going through, which is a very, I I respect this and honor this, is that you had a prayer and praise request. And uh, it was a prayer request for Emma. (laughs) And Emma, uh, we we want to raise up Emma. And then there was a note that was handed to you while you were praying. And the note was to explain that Emma was a cat. And the fact that you did not break your you didn't chuckle, you didn't laugh. You took that very seriously that this person who could be living at home alone, this could be their only source of uh, communication, uh, physical contact. Um, You you held that very uh, uh, dear and, and honorable. Of course, I laughed. Because of the the the, fi- that the 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 fact that you had to fix that, but you were so deadpan on that, and I'm sure you chuckled after the fact. But uh, uh, I really just appreciate that that you know I I even though I laughed too, I just thought it was so touching that you know uh, realizing that this person it, it could be their only you know that only line of uh, of contact that they have, and th- that you held it and you respected that even if it was uh, not a person that you were praying for. 
Well, and the thing about that is, you know, and I, I, I may have chuckled myself, but, you know, that chuckle would have been not of mockery, but rather of silly me. You know, uh, I, I, I find that <laughs> I find that 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 self-deprecating humor is is is, you know, about um, not not laughing with people, uh, not laughing at people, but laughing with people. And, you know, it, it, I that kind of humor, I mean, self-deprecating humor. Listen, I've got uh, a wealth of material there ready for me, so I'm, I'll be, I'll be all right. All right. So, um, being that we live in Indiana, we live in uh, um, kind of a not a not the most rural state. We're not in North or South Dakota, but we've got about 6.6 million people. Bartholomew County accounts for about 80,000 people. How are you um, keeping the faith, um, which I, I realize that uh, you're putting things in God hand, God's hands. Those are your mom's words. Um, but how are you? Uh, um, how did you have to change what you do on a daily basis to still engage the congregation and the community uh, uh, for what you do on a daily basis? How has that changed for you um, in the past? I guess it's been 37 days now. Yeah. Uh, 300 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the things that I was toying with as, as these decisions needed to be made, whether or not we would cancel in-person worship uh, back in March, and, and I can tell you the day because it was March, Friday the 13th was the day when we made the decision where, that we would not worship in person. And I was very careful to make sure to couch it in that language that we were canceling in person worship. We were not going to cancel worship. We were going to worship. Uh, we were going to cancel cancel um, in person worship. And, and so as we were toying with that decision or, or as we were considering it, um, in my head, what I was thinking was, look, I know how to be a pastor. Just give me the mode in which I need to do that. Like if I have to do it online, if I have to do it by letter, if I have to do it by phone call, I know how to do that. I, I know what to do. Just tell me how. Tell me what the medium will be for that. Now, that doesn't say that I was comfortable with live streaming. I had only done that once and I did it only because we had a snowstorm. Right. Um, but but I figured that we needed to do something to let people know we were here for them I changed the sermon for that first Sunday. I, I changed the scriptures. I usually preach from a, a set of scriptures called the lectionary. There's many different lectionaries, but we follow this particular lectionary that has particular lessons for particular Sundays. But for that Sunday, I changed it. I wanted to speak about our connection with each other as the body of Christ. So I, I turned to Paul for that. Um, and then uh, I found myself becoming really emotional when I was speaking because I miss you all. I, I miss being with you. I miss uh, hugging and shaking hands and 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 being supportive of the people. Um, and so, for no other reason than to be authentic, it was just catching up with me. Um, I can. I'm a very task-oriented person in a lot of ways. So. You know, I can follow a set of tasks and I can follow an outline and action plan and all that stuff. But the emotional weight of saying to the folks in the in the body of the sermon, saying to the folks that 
I missed them. Uh, my emotions caught up with me in that moment. And, um, you know, so so how one deals with it is by being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel that it is important to be a leader that models positive things to the people. Not like in, look at me, this is what is how it's done. I don't mean that. But I mean to say that people are always watching. People yes. are always paying attention. And so one must model what is right and one must model what is helpful. Um, and so uh, I find that it's important to model in a time of crisis a sense of peace and a sense of calm. Uh, not that that means that I have the answers, not that that means that there is nothing to worry about, but that, again, going back to my mom, that sense of comfort in knowing that we are in God's arms uh, or in God's hands in her phrase. Now, it's a problematic phrase in the sense that you might say or one might say, well, are the people dying in God's hands? You know, why, why if they are in God's hands, are they dying or suffering or something? Um, and so it's not a it's not a faith statement without complications or without um, some tension, um, you know. And 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 one could you know I can certainly talk through what that is like or what that feels like to know that even when we are in God's hands there might be pain. M- my example would be, you know, a, a parent who is holding on to a child who has hurt themselves, hurts with the child. Uh, And so to be in the arms of that parent while they are hurting doesn't take away the hurt, doesn't question whether the parent cares for the child or not. But at least in that moment, even as the tears flow or even as the pain is throbbing, that at least that child knows that they are in their parent's arms. And at least one thing is right with the world, at least in that moment, even if nothing else is. Um, so I feel that as I try to lead or share in leadership in this congregation, I want to remind us of that. I want to remind us that we are connected to God and God is connected with us. That doesn't mean we get to have all the answers. I mean, just look at the book of Job. We don't get to have all the answers, but it does mean that we make a positive statement of faith. And that is, in my case, Put yourself in, in God's hands or or put the problem in God's hands. Another way to say that would be we are in community and we will get through it together. I mean, that's a statement of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. There could be other ways in which we could uh, ch- uh, speak of that. Um, one way in which I, I went to a workshop once that was actually a, a workshop on leadership. It's a good program. It's in Indianapolis called the Hoosier Fellows. I was fortunate enough to be a part of that. And uh, during one of the workshops in that year-long thing, they had us uh, distill our vision into a phrase. So we went through this whole exercise about how our vision could be summarized. And and I was with leaders of industry. I was with nonprofit leaders. I was the only clergy person in that particular class Hmm. Um, but there were other people from all over, education, uh, all, all over. Um, and so here, each one of them was trying to encapsulate their vision for who they are as a leader, because it was all about leadership. And the, the, 
the phrase that I came up with after following this whole exercise was, we are channels of God's love. And to me, that encapsulates how I understand my role, how I understand my faith, that um, I am not the manufacturer of that love, but rather is God's love. And I am not to hoard it or dam it up, but let it flow. So that whatever it is that I do isn't because of, look how great I am or how, how, how well I did in class and seminary or whatever, but rather that I am a conduit, I am a channel who endeavors not to uh, stop that flow, who endeavors not to get in the way of it, but rather let it flow freely so that it impacts the people around us. Um, in this time right now of crisis, where we could get pretty hoardy, you know, how people are like buying more than they need or when people feel like they have to take care of themselves before anybody else and those kinds of things. Rather than judge that, I'm just simply saying, just let the let the blessings flow. Let the love flow uh, to you, to yourself, to your family, to your community. Um, you know, it is it is a part of how we live our witness as people of faith to believe in something that is ultimately good and guiding. Um, again, not to say that there shouldn't be anxiety or pain or tears, but our position is not one that is um, selfish or or one that is arrogant or one that is um, um, a, a barrier, but rather free-flowing and, 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 and acknowledging the source of the good things and letting those good things flow through us, flow in us, but flow through us. Wow. So did you did you happen to get the highest grade in regards to the uh, uh, the phrase for your mission? <laughs> uh, no, and I and I wish I had the phrases that the other people had because they were fantastic. They were all within the context of their their work or their business. Um, I just know that it made sense for me, and right. you know I sort of make make light of it and I say, well, if you were to put your faith in a bumper sticker, this is what mine would be. But but it's it's uh, serious for me. I mean, I I found the exercise helpful uh, and it was a whole two days class, that particular thing. But, you know, the one thing I remember is that phrase. So like it was it made an impact in me that the process that the instructor led us through hit home. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was golly, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So what else, uh, what positives have come about in the past couple of weeks for you and for the church? Well, me personally, I am blessed that uh, I'm here with my family uh, working from home. So we, I have a 17, Tracy and I, my wife, have a 17 and 19 year old, two boys uh, living at home. And we've been able to uh, work together because both my wife and I are working from home and the boys are doing school work. We've been able to eat meals together. It, it's been a blessing that that we've been able to do that together. Um, I mean, clearly it's a 
situation that's not um, something we've ever been a part of. You know, it's not like we can even pretend that we are on vacation or a staycation. Yeah. This is definitely different. But it's been a blessing to be able to to uh, enjoy those those quiet moments or those that, those nice moments with each other. I feel like something good that has happened in the church is that people have willingly gone beyond their comfort zone to care for each other. So the very first thing I did when when the session and I made the decision to cancel in-person worship was I reached out to the chair of the deacons, the board of deacons at our church. And I, I said, Alan, I, I know that each deacon has a set of deacon families. These are 15 or so families that each deacon is supposed to connect with every so often, you know, write them a note, see them at church, uh, send them an email. But, you know, it's something that would happen once a quarter, let's say. Mm-hmm. But I said, I, I really want to encourage them to be in contact with all their families very soon. And what I've discovered is that they are reaching out to their families about once a week or once every other week. And that has been um, um, a way in which the people have felt the connection with the church. I mean, not I mean, I, I, I'm saying that in general terms because every deacon is different. And, I, you know, I just am hearing from those that are going through their list more than once. Um, but I found that that was a positive um, I have found that it's been a positive to do worship on online because some folks who are away have been able to feel connected to the church. There are people who are members of the church who no longer live in in Columbus or who are studying abroad and they have felt connected. And that has been that has been good and beneficial. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that I feel that this time is really challenging us to ponder what the real meaning or what the meaning is of community for us we take things for granted and so as we are trying to be a community of worship uh what does that mean really what what is it that we miss i mean because this these are not ideal ideal conditions so what is it that we miss and what is it that we long for and what is it then that we recognize that is the the core of what community is about um and so I think that I think that those are important things. Um, I you know, I'll be continuing to challenge us to look at different things and that maybe this time of, of the crisis is opening our eyes to to different realities or realities that we were just not keenly aware of, um, like the notion that this disease is affecting uh, disproportionately people who are poor or people of color. Uh, or people in jails, uh, you know, so like we need to consider what that says about us as a society and as a community. Um, again, not to judge it necessarily, but to 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 raise to the forefront that there are some inequalities in our society that are impacting people disproportionately for no through no fault of their own. Just it so in in, in a way that then places in context the the um, the meaning for for say for example for ministry for us what is that how do we once we are on the other side of, of this how will we care for one another how will we see each other clearly 
it opens up uh, a new it opens up um, I want to say a new door, but it actually opens up many doors and yeah. windows and sunlights uh, <laughs> that uh, um, the people that we were reaching before came through the doors and now there's an opportunity I'm, I think I'm reading in, into what you're saying is the opportunity is is to uh, um, to bring the message to those that can't come or won't come or uh, 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 are in a different uh, uh, a group altogether. Like I, just just what you said about, uh, you know, uh, students studying abroad or people that have moved away from our 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 neighborhoods and moved to a different state because of a job or retirement. Right. But they're still a member of the congregation. Uh, you know, I, I see this as a, a great opportunity uh, for the future for uh, is there a way to bring them a message more than just audio? Right. Right. And that is that is a part of the consideration. And already there's been conversation in the worship committee and in the session, our church board, about continuing our streaming services, even once we're back to meeting in person, because it has been an impactful medium for supporting each other and reaching out to each other. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So um, I know that you are, and I'm going to change gears only for a minute, but I know that part of your uh, uh, keeping yourself from going stir crazy is you are a marathoner. Yep. Or a half marathoner. You more? Are, do you consider yourself a marathoner or just a runner? Well, all you need to do is run one marathon to be able to con- be considered a marathoner. So. <laughs> You're, you're a marathoner. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I prefer the half marathon distance, but I've run two marathons. Okay. So so is that uh, uh, help you get away from the stir crazy? Is being oh, yeah. able to get out and run, uh, you know, a six or a 12 or a, a 20 mile uh, uh, just to, to get your mind clear? Absolutely. Yeah, it's really helpful. Um, I mean, so physically it releases uh, things that I don't even, I can't even articulate are tense um you know because it's difficult to run when you're tense you can do it but you'll it'll be uncomfortable so it it requires a letting go to just even get out there and run so already that's helpful furthermore i may i I don't i don't usually listen to music on my headphones it used to be that i didn't run with headphones at all i don't run races with headphones but you know, sometimes I, I like to put them on. And, and for the most part, I was listening to podcasts. But recently, I've been listening to music. But just the ability to zone out, whether I'm just listening to my breath or whether I'm listening to you two or whomever, um, it has it has a it has a, a way of releasing. And the other thing that happens is that whether I'm listening to music or not, Running for some reason for me, and, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not unique, has a way of helping me solve riddles or gives me ideas that I wasn't um, uh, figuring out like intently. Just as I'm as I'm running, as I'm doing it, you know, something will pop into my head. Uh, sometimes people do that or say that when they're driving. They say, oh, I go out to drive long distances to clear my mind and, and then ideas come to me. So I that for me, that's running where I can just do something and then my mind is in a, either a quiet enough place or a dislocated enough place that then 
an idea will pop in and, and it'll, it could be an idea for a sermon. It could be an idea to clarify something that I've been thinking about. Um, it, it, you know, it, it could be something that relates to me as an individual as I'm trying to, you know, figure my life out. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's helpful. So it, I don't want to say that it's productive time because it's not like I'm doing it in order to go get sermon ideas, but I know that, I know that there is a, there is a place for me when I'm running that, uh, I don't encounter in the same way as when I am in front of a computer typing away and trying to write a sermon or something. Something is different about it. I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, people talk about it in terms of the physical nature of moving. So it doesn't even have to be running. You can just go for a walk and and be be challenged or inspired. Um, for me, it just happens to be running. Hmm. Well, um, I'd like to thank you for your time, Felipe. Um, you've had you've given us a lot to think about and and, and given us a, a, a clearer picture into what you do as being a, a I don't want to say man of the cloth, but I'll say a man of God. Um, and I, I don't consider you a preacher. And I mean no disrespect. I've told you this before. I don't consider yeah. you a, yeah. a, a preacher, but I consider you a teacher, Thank um, you. a teacher of the word. And and uh, that comes with it a very special position in my heart in that you you uh, you know, you share, uh, uh, you know, excerpts from the Bible, whether it's an entire uh, uh, chapter or whether it's just a, a couple of a couple of verses, but then you give uh, uh, poignant stories. And I think that that's what uh, really hits home for myself and my family is that we can connect with you. And uh, that's why I had you come on, because, again, you're someone that I respect. You're someone that I uh, uh, enjoy being around. And it's really a bummer right now that we can't, uh, uh, you know, I can't give you a handshake or a hearty hug. Because you know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a hugger, so uh, so much, so much. Yeah. No, well, Paul, I I appreciate being invited to be in your podcast. I'm honored. Uh, I'm grateful to be in in a journey of growth with you and your family as we all try to you know live out our faith. Uh, I think the world of you and of your family, and I'm grateful that our families know each other and connect each other. I know our boys connect with your with your girls, um, and uh, I am grateful that that uh, we get to be in that kind of that kind of partnership at the church yeah that's the the true uh, definition of uh, community definitely. yes definitely so uh with that i'm going to go ahead and close and everybody this has been my liberty and stuff podcast and i have been your host paul shin thank you very much pastor felipe martinez for coming on and being a guest with us today thank you <laughs>